Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Designer Talks. Today I'm gonna let you get to know me a little bit more. I'm joined here today with Suzette who actually hired me for it was a week of work experience in New York with a graphic design company so welcome Suzette and thank you for your time today. Hello Monique, hello everyone. So let's get started then. Okay, so Monique, um, I have some questions about, I guess, your experience from childhood as it is now. Yeah. So I was just wondering if you could let me and your listeners know, what was your childhood like? As in, you know, what did you like at school? Was you creative in school or did that come a bit later? What were your favourite subjects? I'd say me being a creative probably came a little bit later on. I was always very interested in like sports and kind of anything practical really so a lot of like IT and things like that I'd say the creative element probably didn't come till my A-levels okay when I actually decided to take graphics as an A-level I'd done a little bit of like DT and woodwork things like that throughout school because obviously you have to rotate between woodwork food technology and textiles so that was always my favorite DT but Yeah, like I said, I think it wasn't until A-levels where I thought, okay, this is something that I think I'd actually like to do as a career. Okay, so when you started and was going through your A-levels, did you then think, yeah, this is actually, this is actually a bit of me, I could do some of this, (laughs) like going forward? Definitely. So I was always a little bit torn about what to take. I think it's quite a young age to have to decide what A-levels and what you want to do as a career at 16. Um, So yeah, I decided to do graphics, media, psychology and English language. I've got the academic, but I've still got the practical. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, as I started the graphics A-level, I was like, yeah, I can see myself doing this. All the projects that we did, I really enjoyed them from the beginning to the end, like the process, I really enjoyed it and seeing the final outcome was quite rewarding. Yeah. So going from um, A-levels, which I assume, did you do that at college or did you do that in sixth form? I did that at sixth form. Okay. And then from sixth form, did you go straight to uni? Was that your kind of, when you finished doing your A-levels or as you was getting to the end, did you think, okay, I'm going to go to uni now or did you leave a bit of a break? So after my A-levels, I thought I wanted to get a little bit more experience in the design field because I didn't feel like I had enough yet. The two years was good, but I didn't think it was enough. So that's when I decided to apply to do a foundation diploma in art, media and design at college, which was only a year. Um, It was a free course for anyone under the age of 19, I think it was. So I thought it's only a year. I can just get that done, get more experience and more projects, which will help me to build my portfolio for when I do go to university, because that is the most important thing when applying for uni. It's all about your portfolio, really. I guess that's really, um, I was just going to say, that's a really sensible thing to do. Because I guess it kind of gives you a bit of a warm up. Exactly. If you like, into what, you know, you could pursue. Because I imagine that, you know, you don't want to sign up to a three-year course. And then after the first year. Be like, not sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, as we know, that there are quite a lot of people that decide after a year that they don't want to complete the course. So the fact that you did foundation, I guess, kind of gave you, you know, an insight. Like you say, it, it was that bridging between the two. Yeah. So um, obviously I met you um, in your second year at UAL. Yeah. Um, can you just um, tell me a bit about the course that you did? So I was at Campbell doing graphic design. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed it there. Um, we had a lot of creative freedom on all the briefs that we did. 
but then we did a lot of things were quite that were quite local um so one of the project was based around like Peckham market okay. which was quite cool so we could go and visit like the market and get inspiration and things like that yeah um and it was a chance for me to be away from home as well so getting that experience of cool. being in London because obviously I'm from Nottingham so yeah. that was quite nice to actually see the creative side a little bit more and go to like the museums and the art galleries I really enjoyed that so prior to um starting uni had you been to London before in any capacity uh I've got family there so I'd sometimes go for like a weekend or like special occasions but apart from that not really so that was pretty brave of you then to kind of you know up sticks and travel down to you know to London to be pretty much by yourself really pretty much yeah and to stay so I think you know I think credit to you because not a lot of people can actually do that especially London you know we've got nine million people here you know it is it can be quite crazy yeah so yeah as I said so I met you in your second year at UAL yeah and um me and my colleague picked you obviously for nylon mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't know about nylon Monique can you just give a brief summary as to what nylon was what is yeah so nylon is or was a experience for students within the UK to work with students in America who will then come together for a week of experience to work on a creative brief and it's quite fast-paced I'd say it's, it's intense but it's good it was an intense week and I think because we only had a week yeah just um for people listening just to bear in mind that um Monique was one of three students and we picked them you know they had to go through an interview process and then like a presentation yeah for a week like you said and we worked in the creative design agency and they had to come up with some ideas they had a brief that they worked on it was a great week it was intense it was busy you know we were kind of we were working all the time you know we weren't there on a jolly but it was nice to be in New York yeah to be (laughs) able to do that work so obviously everyone that has been on that project has got a lot out of it and felt that it was a positive thing to do so what would you say the most challenging thing in that project and what do you think you took from it I'd say the most challenging thing for me was I think the fact that I was the only designer so the design work was heavily on me yeah (laughs) I think we had someone that was in finance someone that did copywriting someone that was in fashion And I can't remember what the final person was, but yeah. Advertising. That was it, advertising. So I think for me, what I wanted was everyone to have an input and everyone to say like, this is what we like, this is what we like. And then to amalgamate all those ideas into one. That was key for me because I wanted to ensure that everyone was happy with it. But I'd say the biggest learning curve was maybe just being in a studio environment because that was the first time I've actually been to a graphic design studio and actually yeah like you said getting up every morning making your way down there and meeting new people I think that was a really cool thing to do and get involved in yeah it was quite a buzzy environment because you know we are it wasn't like a made-up studio it was an actual work live studio so what would you say were your challenges after you finished your degree my major concern had to be getting an actual job (laughs) for me that was my biggest worry as soon as I graduated I was kind of like this is it now being back home and I actually had a job in retail luckily I was working part-time at a shoe store so I managed to up my hours to full-time there um, once I graduated so I was lucky in that sense I still had money coming in to support myself but yeah it was really really tough 
once I graduated because you don't get any guidance once you finish. It's kind of this expectation that as soon as you graduate, you're going to get a job within a month or two, but it doesn't work like that. I think it took me maybe six to eight months to land my first job. What, as in in graphic design? Graphic design job, yeah. Right, okay. But I think my main bit of advice for someone who has just graduated you've just got to stick it out especially now like rejection is probably the highest it's ever been but it's just about being consistent keep applying because something will come along yeah do you think then that it's essential if anything that while people are actually doing their course that they are actually going out they're getting experience and not waiting I'm sure a lot of people do anyway yeah you know throughout their degree you know they go out and um, you know, they do internships and stuff like that. Yeah. But would you say that it's an actual essential thing that people need to do off their own back and not wait for someone to say this is what you need to do? I'd say so. Like, it, yes, internships don't pay, but you never know what could happen from that couple of months of being there. They might end up keeping you on for a full time job. There's also the risk of applying for a full time job. Well, actually, no, you do. You could try and apply for a full time graphic design job or any design job. But a lot of them require two or three years of experience, even as a junior. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because one of the things that we've always um, advised students is never to take an unpaid internship. Yeah, because it's not necessary. And I think people just do it because they can try their luck because they Mm. know that there's a number of people that would do it. But then I think it's always important to know your work, regardless whether you're a student or not. 100%. Yeah, because, you know, some people, they know that you're, you know, you want the experience, you want to work for that company. So they think, well, you know, if we've got 50 people that are willing to take it unpaid, then we're going to keep carrying on with that. You know, it's one of the things that we always advise students is never to take unpaid Mm. work because how can you (laughs) give someone full-time hours and all they're giving you is like £10 a day? Yeah, it's it's not enough. It's just not right. No. I mean, you know, even if you live at home with your parents, it's still, you know, just for your own self-work. Yeah. That's my two pence about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other topic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, Mon, I know that um, you said that after um, you finished uni, it was about six to eight months before you got um, a job. Can you tell us a bit about what that job was? Um, How did you find out about it? How long were you there for? Um, So a lot of when I was applying for jobs, it was mainly on Indeed because I just found that the easiest website to try and search things in my local area. Um, So I ended up coming across a job in Leicester for a health and safety company working as a graphic designer. Right. Um, So a lot of the work I was doing was mainly print based leaflets documents a couple of things for websites um posters yeah you know very corporate based work I was actually there for 18 months I got made redundant last year around August time but I did really enjoy the experience there in a team of 16 in marketing um getting to know different personalities getting to know everyone's roles it was really interesting and for my first design job I can't fault it I was really happy there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so in that time, I know that you had various projects going on. I know that you did a launch of a T-shirt. I heard about a notebook as well that you had designed. Could you tell us a bit about that and how that came around? Yeah. So starting, well, if I start from the very beginning of last year, I spent majority of the year on furlough. 
yeah. I think from March all the way down to I was made redundant. I was on furlough. So my time was my own. Yeah. And a clothing brand was something that I've always kind of toyed with. It was always something I wanted to do. But it's one of those things where you kind of make the excuse of, oh, I don't really have the time or oh, nobody will buy it. It's kind of self-doubt before you've even started. So I was like, right, I've got all this time. I'm just going to come up with some ideas, come up with some name ideas and just get on with it and just start it. So I think after about a month of designing and name ideas, I was like, right, I'm just going to launch it now. Yeah. And that's when I decided those two t-shirts I launched and the reception was amazing. I have to say Yeah. they were sold out instantly. I couldn't actually believe it. It goes to show that you just have to just go for it. And the worst that can happen is no one's going to buy them, but yeah. Luckily they did. So yeah, that was Sondaco that I worked on for a couple of months at the start of the year. And then I was approached by someone called Lee. Right. Okay. Um, he's a creative as well. He actually bought one of my t-shirts. That's how he contacted me again. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, I'm looking at doing a range of notebooks with like local designers. Would you be interested? Yeah. And I was like, hundred percent. Like this, that would be amazing. So the brief was very open. Yeah. It was basically, you can design whatever you want. Just make the notebook yours and we'll sell them at A5 and A4. Okay. So yeah, that was in the making for a couple of months and then, and they finally launched, I think it was the end of last year. So that was really cool to get involved in and to keep me busy through that year. Yeah. And it's nice as well that, you know, it's things that you probably haven't even thought of yourself. No. You know, that someone actually recognises your work. Yeah. Think, oh, okay, great. Mm. I wanted to ask you about um, photography as well, because I know that you did do quite a bit of photography. So do you still kind of do that as your hobby? Yeah, I started to do it. A lot more as a hobby. Um, when we could travel pre-COVID, I'd always have a camera with me when I go traveling. Actually, the last time I went to Australia to see my brother, I took a film camera with me because that was something completely new. Yeah. But yeah, I still like to try and keep up doing that in my spare time yeah. wherever I can because it's it's so easy. Yeah. You just take your camera out and just go and shoot a couple of things. I the enjoyment of actually taking some shots. Tell me. What's happening with your current role? I'm currently a graphic designer within the transport industry. I got that role in October. So when I found out I was being made redundant, I was literally just applying for anything and everything I could. Yeah. Just to get my foot back in the door because I didn't want to slip off. I didn't want this to be like, okay, that's me done now. So I managed to get that role in October and it's honestly amazing. I'm loving it, loving every minute of it. It's very different from my last role. So it's still a lot of print based items, but it's also a lot of things that we can do for like the buses, like signage and vinyl for the actual bus. And actually photography is something that hopefully I'll be doing a little bit more of in my role later on this year. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So that would be nice to actually bring that in as well. So do you have, um, I want to say free reign, but obviously, you know, you must obviously have to stick to restrictions and stuff. But would you say that if you've been given something that they want you to produce, if they said to you, well, you've kind of got free reign and then we'll look at it. Does that, does it work like that or not really? Yeah, I've actually found that I've got more free reign in this role than the role I had previously. Okay. My manager will give me projects and say, like, it's yours. Make whatever you like with it and just Love that. bring back the ideas and we can talk about them. So I, I really like it for that as aspect. It's not just like, yeah. this is the design we'd like, produce it and bring it back. Yeah, so they haven't kind of got you in a box. You've got kind of creative freedom to kind of produce something and then they can come back. Exactly, yeah. 
I guess that's how it would work normally, though, wouldn't it? We'd like to think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you say, because um, obviously you've only been in this role, what, five months or so? Yeah, five months. Um, and you're loving it, which I'm so happy for you <laughs> about, to be fair. So I know that you're planning, planning on doing a Masters. Yeah. So can you just tell... Tell us a bit about that, why you've decided to do a master's. How long is it normally for? Are you going to do that alongside your job? It's a funny story, really, because, again, I, I don't want to keep talking about being made redundant, but it has, I have to bring it back to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the reality. It's the reality. It is. Yeah. So when I found out I was going to be made redundant, that was kind of a plan B to do a master's. I thought if a job doesn't come up, I'll just go and study again. Like it's a year. I can take that time to develop more experience and then look for some roles after after finishing okay um so I put an application in for a master's in user experience and service design yeah and then I got accepted for the job within transport so I was like okay I'm going to take the job but I'm going to keep my application anyway because we never know what might happen yeah so it's actually something that I'm looking at starting in October part-time alongside my job I think they give you up to about four years to complete it part-time but I'd like to have it done I'd say in around two. At least that's realistic. Exactly, yeah. It's going to be another kind of challenge for me and a new aspect of design that I'm not really used to. Yeah. But I think it's important now with the world being massively involved within digital, Yeah. I think it's important for me to explore that area. Yeah. And I guess as well, you know, the design field is so vast, right? So you can kind of see pockets of what, you know you could do and just pick and choose exactly yeah what works for you what you enjoy them yeah mm. so um Monique as you are a you're not even a graduate anymore but <laughs> 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 but you know you didn't leave uni that long ago right what advice would you give to current students and graduates about you know the work field and you know how to keep up that kind of positive attitude when you know there's so many factors against them for whatever reason what kind of sound advice would you give to those people I think my main piece of advice is to be consistent yeah with whatever you're doing whether you're a recent graduate or you've just lost your job it's about being consistent whether that's keeping your portfolio up to date whilst you're um, applying for jobs, doing little projects on the side for yourself. It's keeping the creative brain ticking over Mm. while you don't necessarily have like a full-time job to occupy your time with. And again, with applying for jobs, I think you've just got to keep at it. Like something will eventually come up. Yeah, I know it's hard. I know applying for design jobs, there's so many stages that you have to go through and there's so many applicants, especially now. Yeah. It's just about saying to yourself, something will come. I just need to keep applying myself and keep looking for opportunities. Yeah. I think as well, when I graduated, I said to myself, I'm going to open my field up. So I was based in Nottingham, but I said, if there's opportunities in London, I'll go. Yeah. Because I think you have to be open-minded to that. You can't just say, oh, I'm in Nottingham, so I'm only going to look in Nottingham, maybe Leicester, maybe Derby, because it's local. I think you have to say, right, set yourself somewhere where you say, right, that's the furthest I'll go. Yeah, I think it's just being open to what opportunities uh, could arise. Yeah, I think that's that's really sound advice. Yeah. So tell me what your proudest moment, 
I don't know. I've got like proudest moment, biggest achievement. I think they're different. So um, what would you say? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like what happened recently. But what would you say is your proudest moment or biggest achievement so far? Biggest achievement within the design field? Yeah. Um, That's a hard one. I'd probably say London, my first job after graduating. Okay. That was probably my biggest achievement because I didn't know how long it was going to take. But like I said before, I kept consistent with it and just waited and something eventually did come up. Yeah. So that's probably my biggest achievement to date alongside graduating. That that was a big day as well. The three years of studying to then be like, OK, I'm out in the big wide world now. <laughs> so um, after you do your um, your master's, what are you hoping to gain after you've completed that? Or is it just a case of you just wanting to learn more and expand your creative knowledge and mind? Yeah, I think it's like I said before, just to have a different area that I can work within because I've not really done a lot of UX design, UI design, none of that. So that's something that does really interest me. Okay. And it could be something that I could be working on in my current role. Yeah. So, you know, you said about, um, just going back to what you said about the advice for students and graduates and said, you know, not to kind of keep yourself within, I guess, the area that you're in in terms of um, geographical. Mm. So... <laughs> Just randomly, I'm just wondering, would you ever kind of work out of the UK? I mean, barring COVID, okay, we know what the situation is, but barring that, <laughs> you know, like if an opportunity came up, I don't know, in the States or something like that, and you just thought, oh my yeah. God, that sounds ideal, blah, 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 would you kind of go for it? 100%. I think, again, I don't know if it was after I graduated or while I was studying, I, Canada was always on my list okay. to go and work. Um, Australia, I love Australia, so I'd love to go and work there. Even like Scandinavia or somewhere like that, I'd really love to take an opportunity there. But I think it's looking for them because that's something that I never actually did. It's something that I said, oh, I'd like to do that, but I never really took the time to explore it. Yeah. I guess if it was like a somewhere that you kind of aimed to go to, yeah. then you think, okay, I can see what the opportunities are like. Yeah, I think the only active bit of research I did was when I went to see my brother in Australia, I decided to spend a week actually visiting some studios out there. Wow, okay. Speaking to the owners and just saying like, what do you look for in a like creative? What sort of qualifications do you expect them to have? Experience, just so I got a little bit more of an insight. Yeah. It gave me a little bit of a heads up. Yeah, but the amazing thing about being a creative is that you can be a creative anywhere literally right? so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can actually go anywhere in the world yeah you know whatever your I guess whatever your field is you can actually go and do that yeah I mean I, I guess you do get a lot of vocations but I think in particular you know it's just something you can definitely go to anywhere in the world yeah you just pick up your laptop and off you go yeah much. <laughs> yeah so no that's amazing actually mm. um you never know, we might be uh, seeing you in Australia. See me down under. Because <laughs> <laughs> your brother lives there, you say. So he's recently actually just come back. He's in London oh, at the moment. Okay. Yeah, but he is hoping to get back over as soon as he can. Okay. 
Amazing. Come on, thank you so much for answering um, all those questions and giving an insight into your creative journey yeah. and uh, where you're planning to go in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited to talk to you today and um, I hope I hope this was good. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for your time again. And if anyone listening does have any questions, feel free to drop me a message. I'm happy to speak to anyone if they need a little bit of help or advice along the way.